everyone and welcome to another edition of the Final Down NFL podcast with me, Jim, Denver Dave. We're here to talk about the NFL. Dave, how are you doing, my boy? Tired. <laughs> Tired. I'm an old man now, officially. What a weekend we just had. What a weekend. It Late was nights. indeed. Late nights. It was indeed. Anxiety. A lot of research. A lot mm-hmm. of people going, really? You've picked him there? <laughs> and then looking into it and going, okay. Mm-hmm. And then a couple of people have reached significantly. But yeah, it's been good. Mm. The draft gets better every year. The only thing that was unfortunate was, um, I think this time, the, the lack of top-class quarterbacks um, that are available uh, mm-hmm. that really, really tend not to spice up because that's when you get teams that really sort of reach, i.e. Chicago. Um, but we didn't really get that. But we've got a lot of first-round uh, trades, so it still kept it fairly interesting. So, yeah. I think it's much more interesting when you don't know what the first pick's going to be because people did not know what the first pick was going to be. I mean, we did. Well, we, you we, and I both got it absolutely nailed on. Yeah, but some other people were banging the drum for Aiden Hutchinson. So, you know, it's, uh, it didn't go I mean, he went, he went second. <laughs> he went second. <laughs> so not it's not as though it was, it's oh, as though it was hey. a terrible take. <laughs> we're gonna, what we're going to do, obviously, um, and people are tuning in to listen to what we think about our own team's drafts. So we'll go through those uh, shortly. Um, we'll also then look at the teams that we thought really smashed this draft. Um, and then we we may have the chance to look at some teams that we thought maybe didn't do quite as well as they could have done. Um, before we do that, one piece of news, and that's DeAndre Hopkins has been suspended on Monday for six games next year for violating the NFL's performance enhancing drugs policy. Hopkins is not sure how the banned substance turned up in his results and seems to be challenging this, though. Um, might further explain why the Cardinals traded their first round pick in the draft to the Ravens for Marquise Brown. But maybe not. Who knows? Are you, are you, say, are you saying they knew beforehand? Is that what you're <laughs> suggesting? Jeff? A four days difference there, Dave, between those two <laughs> events. So um, Seems likely, doesn't it? It does seem very likely. But yeah, it's, obviously it's not, not great. But as Hopkins is saying, he doesn't, he's not like admitting it. It's not like a Josh Gordon thing. He's going, I've got no, no idea how this substance turned up. I'm going to have to investigate it and uh, hopefully challenge it. So we'll see how that goes. And depend, depends what it is as well. If it's something that's a natural occurrence, if it's mm. an anabolic steroid, then it's a completely different matter. Um, but yeah, you know, I'm sure we'll get his lawyers on it. Um, in other NFL news, the international games have been announced today. That's right. Yeah. Um, my Denver Broncos are coming to London to absolutely trounce the Jaguars. Can't wait to see the Jags. Uh, <laughs> they, they, they're winning at yeah, home, mate. You got, uh, <laughs> and their home is London. So, indeed, they've won more games in London in the past few years than they have in Jacksonville. Well, that's not saying much, it's is it? It's been great to watch. So, <laughs> I want to be next year if that's happening. Um, I was talking to a Jags fan today, and basically, I was saying like, I'd rather play like the Giants or anything because you know playing a team that's used to the changing time is is a bit different. But then there's a completely new management team there now, mm. so you know Doug Pedersen's never experienced that before or hasn't no. on a regular basis. So it's not. I mean, even if they'd kept the old management team, I haven't got an enormous amount of faith that they would have actually done much better. <laughs> they might have sorted but, it out, yeah. Yeah, I mean, but London does have some fantastic nightclubs. So what time do they close? Yeah, well away. <laughs> not early enough for him. Um, but yeah, so if we could play anyone, it would it would have been nice to have had a big marquee name. That's not really like you tend not to get the big marquee matchups. Mm. Um, I mean, what, what's the other one? The Packers versus the Giants. I mean, yeah, it's still an NFL following over here, but you know, it's it's still an NFL game. So exactly, still three of them, still three of them this year coming to London. What's the first one? What's the first one? Oh, don't do that to me, Dave. I saw it earlier. I didn't write it down, and now you've pinned me on it. So thank you very much. Pinning you (laughs) under a bus. Furiously looking at it now. So the other one, both of the other two, I know are at Tottenham of the Hotspurs. Yes. Um, so it's okay, the Minnesota so Vikings against the New Orleans Saints. That's not a bad matchup, actually. I thought that's it was really the not. Yeah, that's really not a bad matchup. So, hmm, interesting. Well, there, probably right? the, I mean, the Vikings are going to be significantly better this year, and I think the Saints will be better than most people think they will be. But yeah, mm-hmm. be good. There you go. So those are the three games that are scheduled to happen uh, next season. And there's one in uh, Das Germany as well. Yeah, München. Uh, Bucks against Seahawks. That's going to be a travesty. That's going to be an absolute walk away. <laughs> Jesus well, we'll Christ. See. I mean, Seattle are literally travelling the other side of the world. <laughs> you can't get much further away. <laughs> Germany as well. So they've really got screwed over there, haven't they? Yeah. 
Well, yeah, there's that's... a couple of games happening in Mexico, which we don't care about. I think there's one happening in Mexico. Yeah, it's the Chargers. We don't care. Uh-huh. Well, it's so easy for them just to hop over the border. Uh, <laughs> right. So let's talk about the draft, Dave. We've had a chance to kind of let it settle now. It's been a couple of days since it all ended. We have a chance to look through the, the draft class. Um, let's start with your team, shall we? team that was waiting until the second round to pick i mean you know me i don't like talking about the broncos but I'll force, no i know you don't force yeah. my hand if you <laughs> I'm twisting that arm go <laughs> on what how, how happy are you after that uh, that draft class um Nine picks i think i think we fulfilled a couple of needs there's still a couple of needs that we possibly haven't fulfilled interior linebacker i've been banging on about for years uh, and we still don't have an interior linebacker uh mm-hmm. coming out of the draft so it's not great but um, I was happy that Nick Benito, who was our second round pick. Yes. I mean, some people in mock, mock rounds, uh, mock drafts even, had him going in the first round, which for me felt rich. But um, undoubtedly, mm. he he dropped. He's a pass rusher coming out of Oklahoma. So he'll be um, the alternate guy between. So you're going to start with uh, Randy Gregory and Bradley Chubb, either side. And Nick Benito is going to be the guy who's coming in and rushing from either side. And let's be honest, in recent years, Randy Gregory and Bradley Chubb have both missed games. So there's a good chance mm. he's uh, he's going to be getting uh, some, some game time. Super sub, yeah. I mean, 6'3", 248 pounds, slip is massive. Russia. Yeah, yeah, it's massive. Um, on my big board, um, I'm ill-prepared now, but I had him ranked at 38. So, oh, okay. You got him 64. Yeah. So good. it was a good value pick. I mean... Mm. Uh, it, Every single place you will look at, everyone says good value pick. Not, you know, it's not one of those picks where you say, wow, I can't believe they fell that low, but it was very good value. Yeah. Um, after that, after trading um, Noah Fan as well, we needed the tight end. So we went and got Greg Dulcich. Make That's sure right. I say it right. Yeah, Dulcich. Um, Dulcich can't really block. He's uh, a receiving yeah. tight end. Um, but Essentially, I think that's kind of what we needed, a little bit of a threat, um, because we don't really have anyone that operates in the slot that well other than um, Jerry Judy. So to have another guy who can come in um, and do a good job in the slot with um, Russell Wilson is is a, a big plus for us. Uh, mm-hmm. We then went out and uh, bolstered the defensive back, so we got a safety in a corner. Um, and then a pump returner in uh, Montreal, Washington. So he's basically yeah. there to pump return because we just don't have a pump returner. He's I have missed out 170 on... pounds. He's not, yeah, uh, he's, he's not lining he's up normal he's, he's classified as a wide receiver. And loads of people on Twitter saying, why have we got a wide receiver? Why have we got a wide receiver? <laughs> then the Broncos uh, Twitter came out and said, we've uh, drafted pump returner, blah, blah, blah. And it was like, yeah. oh, okay. Yeah, shut so, up. Yeah, <laughs> of course we're going to do that. Pipe down. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I've, all, I've, I've left out a player on purpose from Iowa State. Iwayoma Azurike. There you go. Defensive end, big, powerful guy. Um, and again, he's probably the replacement for Shelby Harris. Yeah. Um, Shelby Harris that we've transferred out. So he'll rush slightly more interior because we'll play a 4-3 with mm. the outside linebackers winging it. Um, and after that, it's, you know, you, you hope to bring in guys. So we brought in a, a center who can play at guard, another defensive tackle, another defensive back. Um, two guys out of Wisconsin. Two guys out of Oklahoma. So, yeah. Two guys out of Oklahoma as well. So it looks as though, you know, our scouts didn't really go too far in terms of <laughs> in terms of games. We saw one Oklahoma game, one Big Wisconsin Ten and Big game, Twelve for most of it. I'm <laughs> I'm betting that it was Oklahoma. The game they saw was Oklahoma versus Wisconsin. <laughs> <laughs> just no, quickly, I'm, just I'm, going back to Uwazarike. I mean, yeah, six six, three hundred and fifteen pounds. This guy, as you know, Dave, he got more pressures last year than any of the defensive tackles taken in the draft up to that point. Yep. Including Jordan Davis and Arnold Ebikiti. So I think that's a like, tremendous uh, snatch you've got there at number four. He is. Remember, he plays for Iowa State, though. Yeah. Um, and I think so. The, the main issue with him is that he's a big, sort of powerful edge rusher who's able to stop on the run, but he's he's not a three down back he's not a guy you're going to put in there to sort of disrupt passing plays for example um but it, it's a it's a part of him to, i mean if he was able to do it in a three down he'd, he'd be going in the first round <laughs> but he's one of those guys who you can look in, in sort of five years time and go you got him in the fourth round it's like mm. real value mm. or you'll say you picked him in the fourth round um either way i think he'll make a decent solid defensive player um yeah. and it's another piece that we need and it's, it's also as as i'm going to mention many times in this draft you need to come out of the draft having filled the gaps in your 
roster. And that's kind of what we did. There's a lot of people saying, no, the Broncos didn't pick up a tackle. We picked up tackles in free agency. So Mm. I'm not overly concerned with offensive tackles. And uh, we'll pick up a few undrafted free agents as well who are tackles. And you can get good value in undrafted free agents on tackles. We just didn't pick up an interior linebacker. And that concerns me still a bit because we've let Alexander Johnson go and just haven't really replaced him. You didn't really mention Damari Mathis. You have a fourth-round pick from Pittsburgh, cornerback. I mean, he is a physical slot corner. He could also play safety if he really wanted him to. He, he's another great pickup, I think, uh, for you guys. The one that was a little bit funny was your last pick, Fayon Hicks, in the seventh round yeah. from Wisconsin. 5'10", 192-pound cornerback. His Slot. biggest do you know his stat, he hasn't intercepted a pass since 2018. I think I've intercepted <laughs> one since then. <laughs> so you were... Nothing wrong I'm not with quite that. sure what you're doing there. Yeah, but he hasn't he hasn't given up a touchdown since the end of the season. That's <laughs> no, he hasn't. That. No, he hasn't. You're right. That's true story. <laughs> no, I think that. I think it's it's probably one of those picks where you bring someone in for special teams. I don't think there's any real oh, no, yeah. that he's going to be paying corner. No, so he is 100 a special teams guru guy. Someone's I cousin. guarantee it. The thing is, the Broncos, and you you can be testimony to this, we have been absolutely rubbish on special teams recently. Tom McMahon was Mm. the uh, special teams coach. And I don't care how much people go on about how much Tom McMahon was a great, uh, great special teams coach uh, when he was at the uh, Indianapolis Colts. I'm looking your way, Pat McAfee. I don't care how much people (laughs) say he's a great coach. He wasn't. Um, Special teams, we've been absolutely rubbish. And in this draft, we've come out of a punt returner and someone who's a special teams specialist. So yeah, I've got no issue with that whatsoever. I mean, normally we'd down pitch to Punk to talk about the Raiders, but as he's not here to to really go over, I think that means we're going to have to do it. Yeah. We're going to have to do it. (laughs) I'll be too nice about them. I want to be nasty about them, but they had a pretty good draft. You could tell there was no touch of Gruden or Mayock on this one at all. It was a very yeah. safe and very good draft, well, I think. Considering they the went drafted until the third round, they well, that's pick why. ninety. Well, that's why you can't, you know, you can't, you can't shag a first round pick if you haven't got one. So, <laughs> well, that's true. But no, they came okay, up Captain with Captain Devontae uh, Adams on those first two rounds. But yeah. uh, they came up with Zamir White, who is a guy mm-hmm. I'm, I've been massive on. I think he's so so good. I hope Six he has foot, two hundred fourteen pound uh, Georgia running back. Yeah, I hope, I hope he has a terrible career until he gets his second <laughs> franchise. Oh, uh, but no, he's I wish good, him though. the he's good. Best of luck. I wish him the absolute best of luck against the Chiefs. Uh, <laughs> but I, I, the thing is, I, and this is what I said. I think I said this to you before. If not, I, I've definitely thought it for a while. He's the perfect running back for the AFC West the perfect mm. running back because the chiefs don't really stop the run all that well. The Broncos Chargers don't have an interior don't. linebacker charges. Absolutely. Don't. Broncos don't have that interior linebacker core that if you break the first line, you know, you're going to get getting huge chunks of change on that. And I fancy Zemir white and a challenge up against Justin Simmons one-on-one. Come on. Mm. Um, so he, he's probably fallen in the right division. Um, and probably to the right team in a weird sort of way. Yeah. But yeah, he's an angry sort of downhill runner I'm a massive fan of. And I think he's he's one of those guys who probably invites contact a little bit too much, but he's a smart guy as well. But he's good at squeezing for that A-gap and he does fall forwards, which is always important for a interior This is going like to be the big thing though. So he managed to find the gap in college games. Um, hasn't played an enormous amount of games. That That's the issue. So is he, when the game's when the NFL uh, sort of game is going a bit quicker, is he able to find the gaps and is he able to recognize sort of what less talented defensive players are going to do? Played in the SEC, so he's playing against the best defensive lines in, in college football. So he's doing it at a high level already. And to get him in the fourth round, mm. it's crazy. Yeah. Crazy value. Absolutely they, brilliant. They took two guards in Dylan Parham from Memphis and uh, Thea Mumford from Ohio State. Dylan Parham was their first pick in round three. Six, six foot three, 311 pounds. He can play at guard or right tackle. Um, probably right guard, which puts another question mark over Alex Leatherwood. So um, I don't think he's long think, for that that team. And then no, Fairmont I think Leatherwood's... I think Leatherwood's probably... Leather was probably fine um, because he played in guard. He played at guard in his second year at Bama. So worst comes to worst, they'll stick, stick Parnham outside and Leather went inside. But that won't be happening in his first season anyway. Well, Mumford might play tackle because he's six foot six, so it takes a while to run around him. 
Um, and he did play left tackle in 2020 for Ohio State. He played left guard in 21, but I think he was better at left tackle. So even uh, we'll even the Raiders, time. even the Raiders cannot replace a first round pick with a seventh round pick a year later. <laughs> they can. Not, not sure about that one. <laughs> we'll see. Well, they whiffed as badly as they did. Um, well, and Matthew maybe. Butler, the other defensive tackle from Tennessee, uh, great three technique specialist, um, lots of power. Um, and he was regularly getting uh, double teamed, so his stats weren't really there, which is probably why he fell so far. But um, he was very good at the Shrine Bowl. And then the last pick they had was another running back, so Britton Brown from UCLA, 6'1", 221 pounds. I think he's there basically to catch the passes out of the backfield, um, the ones that they won't throw to Zemir White. So another option there. But it looks like well, then Josh re- Jacobs is out the door. They haven't picked up his fifth-year well, option. That's what so. I was just about to say. So they've drafted two running backs and not picked up the option for uh, a running back who they overdrafted. Yes. I think Josh Jacobs is, is okay. I think there's nothing wrong with him. I think he's shown signs of being very, very good. Mm. I think what he probably needs to do and what he will do is really show it this year because he's, now he's got some impetus in saying, you've got two running backs coming into your job and you've now got a, a, a passing game, which is, you know, top, which he hasn't had this so far. You've got a passing game, which is top 25 in the NFL now. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> That's a high powered offense I've heard. Um, Indeed. But, That's what, someone told me that. I can't remember who it was. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Two guards, two defensive tackles, two running backs. That is just on the line. Sort out the trenches. I'm sure Punk is very happy with that. Um, they obviously no, have other be. holes that it, need filling. but feels too sensible. They need to be a bit Very more... sensible, yeah. I'm annoyed at that. Yeah. I was ready to rip it. Yeah. But <laughs> then taking a punter <laughs> or something in the second uh, draft, yeah, moving up right. for one. Okay, so that's the, the Raiders. We may talk about it again next week when we, we have one final uh, podcast with, with Punk with us. Um, let's talk about the Steelers then, albeit briefly. Uh, I mean, we're, we, 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 did, we, talked about, we talked about Pickett um, on our yeah. first round reaction pod, Dave. So there's have no point to go over that too much. I have, because of what we did in day two, um, taking George Pickens, who we both agree is a first round talent as a wide receiver um, out of Georgia. 6'3", 200 pounds, he scored six touchdowns in eight games in 2020. He had the ACL injury in 21, so he managed five catches over the final four games. But he's going to be fully healthy going into week one. And our, my conference was AJ Green without the drops. And I think that's right. Mm. Uh, any moaning about um, his attitude towards things? I think that was he was involved in the fight on his first year in the team. Uh, since then, he's been fine. So... That's just people dredging up stuff for the sake of it. I'm so happy with George Pickens. And then DeMarvin Leal in round three, defensive tackle from Texas A&M. He had 58 tackles, 12 and a half for a loss, eight and a half sacks last season. Um, Could possibly be the replacement as well for Stefan Tuitt, who was out of contracts after next year and didn't play at all last year. So that's a great hole filled there, just in case. And so what you need to do with this, if, if I switch in my head, George Pickens into round one, Marvin Leal into round two and George, and Kenny Pickett into round three, then that's fine. And what we've also done with taking Pickett in round one is given ourselves that fifth-year option uh, to keep him there for five years on a rookie contract. So that has worked out for me. With those three, in the order I want, then I'm, I've made peace with it. Does that now, make sense? This is, it, it does. Um, do you think that Pickett, they, they wrote, someone said on the phone, we want Pickens. <laughs> and someone wrote down Pickett. Oh, Do you reckon yeah. it was just an admin error? I think it was like, an admin. Fuck, we need to make sure he's still there in the second round. Well, they didn't move up for Pickens, so no, I don't no. think so, Dave. No. I <laughs> you think, don't think that's it, no? Unfortunately, I think they actually did want Kenny Pickett in their first round. So. I told, I'm going to tell you something funny. Um, so towards the end of the draft, some, it popped up on my phone to say that uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers had signed C. Hayward. And I was like, Cam Hayward, I'm pretty sure he still plays for them. Mm-hmm. And and then afterwards, I realised it wasn't. It's actually his brother who's a tight end. He's and a fullback, like, actually. No, he's just, well, I've, everything I've read said he's a tight end. He's a fullback. Because um, at first, I, I read on NFL.com, he said fullback. Mm-hmm. And um, and I thought, well, you don't, you've don't you got what? So why do you need a, a fullback? But yeah, everything I read, it's a tight end. I know nothing about the lad, so I'm not going to pretend to say he's definitely a tight end or not. But that's, that's what it said. So. I mean, he's... A fullback is, is basically it, a, a fat runner. So he's uh, 5'11", no, 230 Don't give pounds. me that. <laughs> he's a good... You make me sick. Connor Hayward out of Michigan State, Spartans. They're, he's a good lead blocker, short yardage kind of guy. 
um, I think what's happened is that we brought in Derek Watt, TJ's younger brother, as a fullback. Mm-hmm. Didn't even bother using him, maybe because we didn't think we could, or for whatever reason, he just didn't just get didn't any run the place. Ball. Well, we had Najee there last year, and we still didn't use to, uh, use Derek Watt. So, mm-hmm. for whatever reason, they now re- well, they've taken another one, another brother, basically. Um, this might be the end of Derek Watt because we, we don't even need one fallback, let alone two. <laughs> so, bit of a bit of a slightly weird one. I think that's just the Steelers being the Steelers. Uh, Calvin yeah. Austin in round four was a very good pickup there at Memphis wide receiver. His comp is basically like a Jakeem Grant, Darnell Mooney type speedster. Uh, like a, like you said, like your uh, your Washington guy, uh, a bit of a punt returner and kick returner. Uh, could be used as well, just as a bit of a gadget player. Mark Robinson, I had no idea who this guy was in round seven, linebacker out of Ole Miss. Uh, he's 5'11", 235 pounds, a special teams guy. That's <laughs> just some meat the in the room. Is, yeah, um, when you when you pick up a guy from Ole Miss, it, it normally means, you know, is you're going to get someone who's who, who does things the right way. Uh, yeah. So Ole Miss to the Steelers is kind of what you expect. You're not picking up a guy from, US, uh, from USC. So pick up a guy from USC historically, you're like, okay, where's the party at? Um, <laughs> It's a or UC, UCLA rather. Uh, yeah. So yeah, it's, you expect to get a decent. Still California, yeah. yeah. And then the last pick we had was Chris Oladokun, uh from South Dakota He's State. You'd say a quarterback. He had twenty-five touchdowns to just seven interceptions last year. Had a twelve and three record last season. Transfers from Sanford as well. Uh, this guy actually looked quite interesting, running out of the out of the pocket and making throws on the move. So I'm probably more interested in him than I am in Kenny Pickett. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know anything about him. When he came up, and I've, I'm ashamed to say I've not really looked into him because I don't expect, no, you know, don't expect him to do anything. The thing that is interesting though is that um, your head coach came out and basically said, "All right, I didn't use his name. Big deal." I was just he saying, hasn't been very coach. long. <laughs> he's a new, he's new to the league. Uh, so your head coach came out and basically said. Um, that Pickett would be fighting for the job on day one. Now, I'm mm. not sure necessarily I believe that. Um, and he kind of has to say that because you yep. moved up for him in round one. It's politics. Um, yeah, so... Didn't, I move don't, up I fully... Didn't move up for him. He fell to us. Did you not? I thought you moved up for him. Oh, no, you didn't. No, right, Dave, yeah. we sat there at 20. We didn't move at I mean, 20 in the draft. He didn't, he didn't fall to you. <laughs> he did, kind of fall. <laughs> No, I mean he was where we were expecting to pick. All right, <laughs> he, did, he didn't. He did not. He did not fall. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no. I think again, you've. <laughs> it would have been nice for you to pick up a defensive back, um, but generally, I think again, you've come out of. Well, we did just draft. pick up Demonte Casey from the Cowboys on a wow. one-year deal. Brilliant. Which, well, picking up uh, a fifth row. Uh, cornerback from uh, the Cowboys. I mean, the Cowboys are notorious for having good cornerbacks recently. So, um, whatever. He has, played, he has played cornerback, but uh, yeah, we've but... already got Eva Wallace in the building, and then we uh, re-signed the killer with a spoon. So, yeah, you need depth. That's that's the only thing, and you'll do that. You'll pick up a few um, undrafted free agents and see where you go from there. Um, but also, I, I thought you'd address the offensive line. I'm not sure if the offensive line is going to be an issue because you kind of did that in free agency, mm-hmm. but. Um, well, we took Chris Owens from Alabama in as an undrafted free agent, Jake Dixon from DeQuesney, uh, Jordan Tucker from North Carolina, other uh, O-lineman. And then at defensive back, we took Chris Steele, defensive back from Southern California, and Bryce Watts, another defensive back from Massachusetts. So yeah. we had and a few undrafted people, free agents come in the building. The thing that people should be really be aware of is you're more likely statistically to have success with undrafted free agents than you are round seven, uh, round seven, six and seven picks. Statistically, mm-hmm. you're more likely to hit on them. Now, yeah. part of that is the fact that you bring in like nine undrafted free agents and two of them might work and you only draft three guys in round six and seven, maybe. Um, so you you typically will bring in much more, uh, much more talent than it's law of averages. But if you look throughout history of the amount of players who've been undrafted free agents that have been successes rather than round sixes and round sevens, be very interested in the guys that you pick up because mm-hmm. these guys are going to be starting for your team. Well, also they've got a choice. Yeah. So a guy in round seven goes where he's told, at least for the first part, whereas an undrafted free agent has got people calling him and saying, do you want to come play here? Or do you want to come play here? And they yeah. make the choice. So they actually want to be in that building. So that's... And so one of the guys that's... 
one of the guys that has uh, been signed by the Broncos, for example, is a guy called Chris Allen, who's a defensive end for Alabama. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's a guy who statistically looks very good. Um, watch some of his tape as well, and you think, how is, did this guy go through the draft and not get drafted? And I'm hoping he's got this huge, big, fat chip on his shoulder that says, <laughs> screw everyone, I want to destroy the league. And, mm. Which I, I, you know, I, I really hope that happens. But yeah, lots of different teams have signed lots of players. Cowboys signed a hundred thousand players, um, hoping that one or two of them work. So yeah, and so the, these guys will be NFL players, some of them. Yeah. So those are our our teams. Yeah. Um, now I guess Dave would have to talk about the play, the teams that really smashed the draft. Who's your favourite drafted team this year? Do we have to go? Are we going good first? Are we? Let's go good first. All right, Jets. Okay, I yeah, out, I agree with I that. I come out with the Jets for three reasons. So they they picked up Ahmed Gardner, still not using his real his uh, nickname yet, sure. um, and Garrett Wilson, and then traded up and picked up Jermaine Johnson at 26. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not going over Gardner and Wilson too much because I think they are sensible picks. That They're kind of what you expect. You don't look at them and go, wow, Top that's their position value. groups. Exactly. Good, solid picks. I think they'll do really well. Um, Jermaine Johnson at 26, I mean, phenomenal value. It really, really is. And it really helped with that defensive front because I think with having Quinn and Williams there, it'll take some of the pressure off and hopefully he'll be able to remain uh, fit for a lot longer. Um, and it it really bolsters that defense and gives them the ability to sort of apply more pressure because one of the big issues is that the, you know, the offense would go three and out and then spend nine minutes on the sideline and force them to have to throw the ball. Which They've, they've got interior they pressure. They don't have the outside edge pressure that they really need. And so, yeah, you're right. Jermaine Johnson no, gives but, them that. No, but what I'm, saying, what I'm saying there is they'll be able to now rush from the edge, which will free up the, and they'll yeah. be able to get give them that interior pressure massively. Exactly. Um, Did but, you know, I, I heard that the Jets were calling from pick 14 to move up yeah. to get Jermaine Johnson. So they were trying every single pick the only, the only team that wouldn't even talk to them was the Steelers, apparently, because they're waiting for 20 to take Kenny Pickett. But um, <laughs> other than that, everyone was like, oh, maybe, and no, we won't. But and yeah. they, they didn't give up too much either. So it didn't yeah. feel like it was an enormous amount to go and get him. But was it the Titans they traded with? They did the trade end? with the Titans. Um, they gave them the 35th pick, the 69th, and the 163rd pick. Um, and they got I mean, the 101st that's, that's pick back again. So they, they did get another pick out of them. Yeah, that, that's uh, yeah. worth it. And then picked up yeah. Bryce Hall. Um, Brees Hall, running back from Iowa State. Yeah, basically Matt Forte is a call. I want, I want to call him Bryce, right? Don't, don't, well, it's Brees, don't man. There's no me. Y in there. Don't shame <laughs> me. Um, All right. So, yeah, and he's, again, when was the last time, Jim? Mm. When was the last time the Jets had a good running back? Oh, Frank Gore was there a couple of years ago, right? I mean, he's a legend. He's a legend. Mm. Would you say? Is it? Would you say at the time he played for the Jets that he was a good running back? Oh no, no, he was picking up no, the check. No. When was the last time they had a good running back? Mm. We're going a little way back now. There you go. Going, that's yeah. that's the answer. You don't. I don't need an answer. That's the answer, right? <laughs> okay. There. All right. Um, Matt Miller's comp for him. Do you know who it was? It's a bit rich, but do you know who Matt Miller's comp was? No. And I saw this. Alvin Kamara. Uh, I'm not so, sure about that at all. No. Similar player though. Similar player like in terms a, of that. I don't know. No, in terms of that speed. ability to move move in and out, um, I, I I think he's really really I don't good. Think he good hands the ball as well. I think he's a good hand, snatchy a bit, but no, I think he's a very, very he's good bad. Player. Just saying, you know, no, 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 um, but good pickup for them early second round, um, mm. and yeah, it gives them something that they they didn't have previously. I think they traded up. Was it with the uh, the um, Giants for that pick? Yeah, um, so going back. Gave up. a pick one four that, six for that. Yeah. Picked up a uh, good tight end, good offensive line. Jeremy Ruffin. Good defensive end. They're yeah, happy, Max Mitchell you know? like a basketball player. He moves so well. And then yeah. Michael Clemens well, in, in round four as well. Great at setting the edge for others to get home. One point that was made about Max Mitchell, the offensive tackle, was that you could perhaps play him as even a tight end or a guard. Uh, a tight, okay. tight end or a fullback even, because he moves so well, you can mm. actually bring him in as a blocker almost and have that extra offensive lineman. Yeah. Just call him eligible and just, you know, have him in there as an extra player. So, so those, That's the main those were their seven picks. Now, it is a bit of a cheat because they finished in round four. So it wasn't as if they yeah. had to go digging around in round six and seven to find those gems as well. But for what they did, I think they played the draft just right. They, they used those lower round picks to move up and take those skill players that they really wanted. 
Um, and so they they hit on every one of their their picks as far as we can see so far in terms of the talent that they've acquired. Obviously, not everyone works out when they get to the pros. Stuff happens, injuries and all other distractions. Right now, no one's a bust. And right now, no one's a success. You can only go off what you've seen and what you predict. And yep. the Jets look as though they've hit a home run at the moment. Absolutely. Um, so that's the Jets. Well done to New York. Uh, let's see if you end up more than third in your division. <laughs> It's going to be difficult. But it gives, it gives it, them more of a chance. Gives them a chance. I, I would like them to get into the top two in that division. I, I rate them if if Wilson can work out. Mm-hmm. I rate them better than the Patriots. Yeah, if I'm honest. Yeah. Okay, so the second team. Oh, you're, do you know what, Dave? I I've struggled to find a team that were really bad in this draft just because the class was so deep in so many different positions. Oh, I've, I've, I found two. I'll give you one that I think was a bit stupid, and that was the Saints. Yes, I agree entirely. Um, Saints, I don't think, handled this very well. Probably the start of the draft rather than the end of it. They still found good talent as they went through, but what they did at the top of the draft and the way they kind of manoeuvred themselves, I don't think it was very well handled, should we put it that way? Um, Can I put it another way? Go on then. It was bloody stupid. (laughs) Maybe. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they had these two picks in the middle of the first round. We thought they were going to move up because they wanted a, an offensive tackle. Then the wide receiver run started happening, and they moved up for Chris Olave. It turns, you know, if you think about it one way, the Saints traded picks 98, 101, 120, a 2023 first rounder, and a 2024 second rounder for Chris Olave. That's mm. what they've done. Um, Mickey Loomis must be off his meds if that was the plan all along was to trade that many picks for what I, I consider to be a very good number two wide receiver, but not certainly a kind of replacement for Michael Thomas, who was a number one receiver when he was good. Yeah, I think Chris Olave is a very good wide receiver. I think I had him yeah. rated 17 overall in terms of talent. So I did my mm. big board on that. Um, yeah. The issue that I have with this is they gave up so much for a guy who probably would have been there if they didn't need to trade up anyway. Um, mm. And then in the second round, they pick up Trevor Penning, who I'm not a massive They're fan first of. First round, with their other first round yeah. pick. Yeah, 19. I think it was yeah. 19 or 20. Yeah. No, it, was, it was one before you, so it was 19. They managed to keep that other first round pick somehow, but where they mm. gave up a future first round. But it just does what they've done does not make sense. Chris Olave now has to work out. Now, they've come out of the draft without addressing the need for an offensive guard. They bought in a tackle who I don't particularly rate. Um, and he has to play left tackle. Ryan Bramcheck Ryan is the epitome of a right tackle. And I'm a massive fan of his. This is not a criticism. You can't play Ryan Bramcheck left tackle. He's not, not strong enough, not strong enough and not quick enough. You have to play him at right tackle, but one of the best right tackles in the league. I think, I think it's great. Um, Trevor Penning playing left tackle. You, you know, you worry. If you're the quarterback, you're looking over your shoulder all the time because he's too straight up. You know, he doesn't get down. He's too big, in my opinion. I I don't see the value from it. No. Um, and they've come out without addressing the quarterback, which you would have expected them to pick up somebody, but didn't. Yeah, yeah. But it's not a surprise considering they didn't have a huge amount of capital because of what they traded up for. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, are, are they... I don't know. They, they're going to go ahead with Jameis Winston, but they've got no development need there. They've got no guys that they can say, this is, you know, a quarterback of the future, someone who we're going to really sort of invest in. It's just not there. And then, right. of course, on the offensive line, again, probably could have done, as I've said, as I've said already, with a guard um, and haven't addressed that position. But I think if, if the piece has fallen, if Trevor Penning is adequate and Chris Olave is... Uh, it still proves to be a good player. I really rate this team's chance. The division's pants. I think the Panthers are going backwards. The Falcons are doing Falcons-ish things. And, you know, he who shall not be named has to fall off a cliff at one point. Is what, 54 now? Something like that? Close, the Panthers yeah. have got a real chance of winning their division. Jameis isn't bad. If you can just sort of, you know, rein him in a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, they've got a very, very decent roster. They've just massively overpaid. That's why they've had a bad a bad draft because Chris Olave, I think would have been there previously if they hadn't moved up originally, because they moved up from what was it? 15 to 11 to end up moving four places and spent an absolute fortune doing it. 16. Yeah. 16 to 11. Five spots. Yeah. 
with the five spots and gave away, what was it? 98, 101, 98, 120. Next year's number Flipping one. Neck. And two years later, number two. I mean, what's the betting that when Chris Alave, when that second 2024 second round pick comes round, <laughs> Chris Alave is not even playing for the Saints? Ooh. I'd put a five Ooh. on that. Well, well. <laughs> It's the Saints. They did kind of redeem themselves with their other picks, though. Alonte Taylor in the second round is a good uh, cornerback pick out of Tennessee. He covers off several areas and need for them in the secondary. He's an ex-wide receiver, so he's very quick. Um, mm. Good good at rerouting receivers. Not so good at chasing them down if they do cut and, cut and move, but he's, he's all right. Um, and then in round five, they had to wait for DeMarco Jackson, the linebacker from Appalachian State. Um, the only FBS player in the 2000s with a season that included at least 120 tackles, 19 tackles for loss, six sacks and six passes defended. So there's a nice stat for you. And their last pick was in round six, Jordan Jackson, defensive tackle from Air Force, uh, six foot five, 294 pounds, don't, stack and shed don't give the phone me, booth. But... Don't give me players from Air Force. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not here to talk about players from Air Force. He's a, he's a, he's a bog standard defensive tackle. So. Yeah, great. Yeah. So that was my pick for a team that didn't really do as much as they should have done in the draft or kind of whiffed it. Can I give you my pick for a team who whiffed it? Do it. Chargers. Oh! Now, let me explain. Spicy meatball. I think, uh, first of all, I think the Chargers picked up some decent players. Mm. Um, They didn't have a second round pick, had a couple of later ones. But their first pick of uh, Zion Johnson as a guard, I think he'll come in and he'll start. I think he's he's a good good quality signing. No problem with that whatsoever because their offensive line last year was a bit crap. I think it it was... Need to protect Justin Herbert more. Well, they put bought in Rashawn Slater and uh, who's the Mm -hmm. centre? Lindsley. It's Lindsley, Lindsley. Lindsley, isn't it? That's the one, Corey Lindsley. So they bought him in. I think he was from uh, the Packers. Packers. So bought him in. I can't remember the right tackle's name, but he's garbage. Um, and they brought in uh, Zion Johnson to protect mm-hmm. that right-hand side. So nothing wrong with that. I have no problem with that. Now, they need to. They, they needed to bring in a tackle. They didn't draft a tackle. They brought in another offensive guard later on from Georgia. Didn't draft a Jamari tackle. Salia, yeah. Yep. They could have also done with, you know, bringing in a tight end or two, because currently Gerald Everett, who's, am I right saying he's 140 years old now and moves like 150 year old. So they could have done with a tight end, um, didn't draft one. Um, they could have also done with someone to help stop the run, because we've been saying this for a long time. We need, you know, someone who can come in and uh, really sort of help protect that interior uh, linebacking core and they didn't do that they brought in was it Ogbonia from UCLA yeah yep. but he's not going to stop the run he's playing interior defensive tackle and when they could have really brought in an, a middle linebacker to help sort of shore that up and really sort of stop the run because their problem isn't hitting and stopping someone at the line of scrimmage that's not the issue that's not the issue at all. Punk will back me up on this 100%. They're, they're not, it's not the issue of them stopping people. It's when that breaks, there's then 100 yards of space to run into and you get a massive, massive chunk plays. Um, good news, by the way, Broncos just re-signed uh, Melvin Gordon. That oh, there, there was rumours about two, doing it. But. Yeah, that will be two 100-yard games against the Chargers because he's done really well against them. I'm happy they haven't done it. Um, I think their defensive backs are... There's still somewhat holes there because every every single year they get lots of interest. Mm. Um, they brought in JC Jackson, which is great, but Derwin James missed how many games? Do I think Derwin James has actually missed more games than he started? Too many. Yeah. Yeah. And Such they've got shame. no one there who can effectively not that, not for me, it's not. They've got no one <laughs> there who can effectively play the nickel. So they can't always stuck an extra man in there. Um, and as much as I like Kenneth Murray, he's starting to look like a bit of a bust. So it, I've, I've, I don't have a problem with the players that they've picked. I just don't feel like they've addressed their main needs and that's protecting themselves against the run. Mm. Yeah, a couple of go. cornerbacks taken late on, a fullback, and Isaiah Spiller was taken in round four, running back from Texas A&M. I guess, I guess that's a fairly uh, mundane draft for the Chargers. 
it doesn't fill you with enormous amounts of confidence. I think that's that's no. the main thing. In terms of uh, undrafted free agents, the Chargers doing what they always do and bringing in lots and lots of guys. Going, look, you could come and play in California because they always bring in like thirty guys. All they need is one or two of those. Uh, interestingly, three of them are tight ends. Just saying, so they know they whiffed on a tight end and went and got three of them in undrafted free agency. So <laughs> they were just uh, waiting. It might- it might turn out to be a good move because if they work out, then they'll say, well, we didn't need to draft anyone because we knew these guys were available. They don't. Mm. It's pure luck. Um, I can give you one more as well. No, no, wait, wait, wait. Let's do a good team. Let's do a good team. Let's, okay. let's split them up. Uh, we've, we've got to talk about the Houston Texans, Dave. Because I was say the Texans. <laughs> they smashed every pick they had. They had nine picks. I can't understand it, but Nick Casario has just done wonders since he's been there. Um, Derek Stingley Jr., third man off the board deservedly so he's he's past his this frank injury um yeah and i just really hope that he fulfills his potential with houston and then they took Kenyon green as well in the first round possibly the best or the most naturally gifted guard they had in the draft available there um amazing and then second round our friend our friend jalen petrie jalen petrie yeah another <laughs> great slot corner of javon holland i comped him as in our mock draft and John yeah. Mechie, wide receiver from Alabama, as well in the second round. He's like Chris Olave, just not quite as quick. So if you want someone who's like 90% Chris Olave, you've got him in John Mechie, the third. Without, from without the injuries as well. Without the injuries. Uh, round three, they stuck in Alabama. Oh, no, sorry, no. John Mechie was the guy who tore his ACL. Sorry, that's no! being stupid. <laughs> what an idiot. <laughs> Round three, Christian Harris out of Alabama, linebacker, another great pickup because he fell. He was, he was the guy who I said to you should could end could end up going in the second round. He ended up slipping to the third, mm-hmm. and they got that pick from us. They traded. They moved with up Denver yeah. to get that pick. Yeah, yeah. Disappointing because uh, we could have done with him. Damian Pierce, one of the best running backs in this class, always slips the first tackle. They got him round four, um, and then Thomas Booker, defensive end from Stanford. He's like the alternative to Perry and Winfrey. So they missed, Perrin Winfrey went earlier than round five. They managed to get basically Perrin Winfrey, but in round five. Um, Tegan Quatoriano, tight end from Oregon State. And then ending with Austin Deckler, so I think is the most experienced guard ever coming into this, uh, this <laughs> first draft class. Too. Yeah, he's, like, yeah, he's old. But, uh, you know, why not? You know, if you need to get some extra line help, he can walk straight in and, and do a job. So round of applause for Houston. You know, they, they managed yeah. to get rid of the the toxicity of Deshaun Watson and they have transferred those draft picks into a great haul from what we can see in terms of potential talent there with the asterisk yeah. that they haven't played a game yet that the people that they took have got a very good chance of making a massive impact on that team and helping out Davis Mills, you know, putting a bit of backing onto him. I think he had a very good season considering what he had to deal with. So yeah, can't, yeah, cannot follow that draft tool. Coming in and replacing a guy who's already in the building and has publicly said he wants out. I don't mm-hmm. think I don't think he did a bad job at all. Mm. Um I I would like lo- so one thing that I sent to you, Jim, was a list of who I thought the Broncos would pick and who the Steelers would pick. You called me all sorts of names, saying it was the most <laughs> trolly of the trolls. Turns out yeah, I was right was. On, a, on a couple of them. Um, but I had Christian Harris going in our first round in the first round and had Nick Benito going in the second round. So I got the Broncos pick and I got Greg Dolchich as well. So absolutely nailed Dulcich. on those two. Dolcich. I keep on saying Dolchich. <laughs> Dolcich. Um, but I had Christian Harris going in the second round. He ended up going mm. in the fourth. So good value for the uh, Texans there. Yeah, amazing. Uh, you want to say a team that didn't do so well? Um, so I want to, this isn't a team that, so this is kind of a middle of the road one before we move on to the final bad team that I have. And I want to mention the Patriots. So okay. I, I think the Patriots, the popular thing right now is to say the Patriots had a bad draft. I'm not sure. I don't they agree did. with that at all. I don't think they had a bad draft, but that's the first thing you hear. So you don't, do you mean you don't agree that they didn't have a bad draft or you I, don't agree that they did? How do you mean? I don't agree. They had a bad draft. I think they had a very good draft. Okay, because I wasn't sure what you said when, when I said that. I don't think they had a bad draft. You're like, I don't agree. I'm like, oh, does that mean you think they did? Um, <laughs> no, no, uh, that's fine. I'm ready. I was ready for an argument. Right. I think Good. they've they've come away with. Uh, in some cases, they've overpaid, mm-hmm. and in some cases, um, they've got a bit of value. Now, mm. th- the thing is, Cole Strange from Chattanooga. Yes, yeah. they've overpaid, but, but I mean, they've they've overpaid for a Jeep Wrangler. You know. 
Mm. He's not, you're not, they've overpaid for him, but he's still going to get you where you need to go. He'll still come in and do a very good job. And let's be honest, they picked him at 29. They didn't pick him at 15. No. They didn't pick him at nine. They didn't move up 29. for him. They he's just essentially waited there. a second rounder and they got the mm. guy they want. And he he's a Patriots offensive lineman, which you know exactly what's going to happen. Yeah. He's going to be an old pro. Yeah. <laughs> That's what's going to happen. Yeah. Um, after that, uh, brought in Taquan Thornton, who's a good slot receiver. receiver. They've Im- improved that position. Um, and they've given Mac Jones someone to actually aim at. I think I had his grade at 62. They picked him up in the second round, early 30s. Okay. They, again, moved, up, they moved up four spots from the Chiefs. So they were at 54. They moved up to pick 50 to get Taquan Thornton out of Baylor. Um, yeah. He crushed it at the combine. A very yeah. good deep threat. Just needs a bit more meat on his bones, really. But I'm sure and that they'll they be filling him up. They addressed the two needs at cornerback. They mm. they picked up Marcus Jones and Jack Jones. They're not yeah. brothers. One from no. Houston and Arizona. Um, and again, they, they fulfilled needs. Um, so yeah. you, you can go all the way down this draft and look and say, okay, that, that fulfills a need, that fulfills a need, that f- and they've nailed it. I, I don't I think they've overpaid in some circumstances, but generally I think they've done okay. The one that annoys me the most, Dave, and I'm sure you will agree, is Pierre Strong in round four from South Dakota State. He was um, my favourite running oh, back I know, prospect. I know you like him. You An mentioned him. I, was like, I know nothing. I know nothing of this guy. He he rushed for one thousand six hundred eighty six yards and eighteen touchdowns last season. He was incredible. I'm so gutted. This is going to be like the Garrett Blunt Mark II. This is going to be that that running back that just doesn't quit. Um, I am absolutely gutted that they took Pierre Strong. Makes up for a little bit. They took uh, Bailey Zappi also in round four, the quarterback from Western Kentucky because. I don't understand why they've taken Zappi. Uh, he's got accuracy issues for days. Um, so I guess it's just a, a rotational QB until next year when they draft another one. But uh, yeah, you, you, they know what they're doing in the later rounds anyway. So Sam Roberts, defensive mm-hmm. tackle, Chase and Hines, another guard from LSU, and then managed to pick up Andrew Stoiber from uh, Michigan at offensive tackle. Just, just moves in the right direction. I, I don't think they had a bad draft at all. I was talking to a Patriots fan today and asked him what he thought about the draft. Um, and he was talking draft and free agency and said they've come away with a nailed on offensive line now that they can really work with for God knows how many years to come. Yeah. Um, they've improved the receiver core. Um, Not difficult. Good, well, yeah. Um, they've got two good tight ends, this, again, from free agency rather than in the draft, um, yeah. who are in their second year. And they've got amazing good young running backs, which their running back core mm. might be the sneakiest best in the league because I really, really, really rate them. Um, the only concern they have is cornerbacks. Now, if they can sort of nail the round three and round four picks that they've got, the Jones brothers. Yeah. I mean, uh, <laughs> well, yeah. the, I mean, Jones is quite a rare name, so they must be related. In some way, <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. All right. Um, you, you got me. If, right. <laughs> yeah. If they, if they can make that work, then I don't think there's any reason why they can't, be a little bit successful now i i rate the jets above them simply because i've got more sort of hope in wilson than i have mac jones so you got mac jones marcus jones and jack jones bloody hell mm-hmm. um so it's told you it's a real name and um so but it's an interesting division because i i'm not sold on miami i i, I don't necessarily think that miami is going to be as strong as a lot of people think they are first year head coach has got to figure out his system he's, he's never um, coached in the NFL being a head coach before so it's his first ever year yep um, and I'm not big on tour so I feel no, like you're not I, had, I didn't know that I, didn't, that's, no, that's no, I haven't mentioned it previously for us all. thank you no um, I prefer tour over Jalen Hurts though because Jalen Hurts is trash um, I have to get it in there every podcast yeah, well done you know that you know that idiot um, right let's <laughs> uh, I've got, no, I've got I, quickly, I, think, I want to do two teams quickly that did well so I'm going to intersperse that between your Bad team. All Go right. for it. Go for it. The Seattle Seahawks, um, the team that Rubbish. gave up their franchise quarterback, um, managed to get themselves hold of a first-round pick. They'd also given away first-round picks for Jamal Adams, so they're still dealing with that. Um, but they took Charles Cross. They did the right thing at number nine with their pick. Charles Cross was one of the best offensive tackles in the class, so smash that one. Round two, they took Boye Mafe, the edge from Minnesota, who, if it wasn't for his injury... Uh, would be uh, a first round pick. And then Kenneth Walker, the third running back from Mich- Michigan State, despite me favoring um, 
Damien uh, Pierre Strong, Kenneth Walker was really the best running back in the class. Um, just four three speeds, just amazing. Uh, and then in round three, they took Abraham Lucas, offensive tackle from Washington State. Uh, oh, had yeah. a tough senior bowl, but in pass protection, but his tape is very good. Uh, and then two cornerbacks, Kobe Bryant and Tariq Woolen. Tariq Woolen is absolutely Bryant. Kobe they, Bryant. They drafted Kobe Bryant. They did. Yeah. <laughs> um, he was the other guy at Cincinnati. So everyone was not, it was targeting him rather than Source Gardner. So Kobe Bryant had a lot of work to do, but I think he um, acquitted himself very well. Tariq Willem is amazing. Um, basically played basketball and did track at, at college as well. So could easily cover big tight ends. Um, and then Bo Melton, round seven in Rutgers, mentioned him in the, the pre-draft podcast. Uh, very, very good. Derek Young as well, another wide receiver out of Lenore Ryan, 6'2", 220 pounds. Um, started playing running back in college and then moved over to playing wide receiver. So he's not afraid to catch so, the ball over the middle from Drew Lock from five yards out. Let me get this so let me get this straight, okay? Yeah. They drafted a guy called Kobe Bryant. Yeah. They drafted a guy called Tyreek and they drafted yeah. a guy called Buck. Are they just playing top trumps by name here? <laughs> <laughs> some great names there. But, I mean some phenomenal names there. But... Nine picks, Dave, and they've hit them. They've hit all of them. As far as I can see, so far, so, so far, I, I agree. They've still, they've still got a massive gaping problem in the uh, quarterback yes. room, but other yes. than that, they're, they're building pieces. Imagine, I've, I've said before what I think will happen, and I, it, for me, it remains in place. I think they will go and get Baker Mayfield. I think mm. Baker Mayfield will play for Seattle. Be the best place uh, for might him. not be straight away. Oh yeah, absolutely. Go out there and you know have an, an adoring set of fans, and just don't be a dick and don't do commercials. Mm-hmm. That's all you've got to do. Um, They've improved the team, but fundamentally, what's it? And I, I ask this as an NFL, as an NFL fan who's followed the Broncos. What is a team if not for a decent quarterback? <laughs> so what's what's the point? And you've said it a million times. I how many times have I come out of drafts previously? And we've done really really well. And you just say, yeah, but you ain't got a quarterback. And I'm like, no, no, <laughs> you can still be good. And you're like, Dave, 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 yeah. Dave, Dave. Where's your quarterback? <laughs> And that's the position they're in. See, I come out of the draft now going, we didn't pick until the second round, basically the third round. He gives us because we got Russell Wilson. Well, we've, <laughs> yeah, but now, I'm now in the exact opposite position. Now, like you said, they can make a move for someone like Baker or maybe even Jimmy Garoppolo. And that, that I've one of those, the players that have been in the playoffs. One of them has been to the Super Bowl. It'd be a massive upgrade on what they've currently got. I agree. Go on and give but us one more bad. But they haven't done Dave. that yet. They haven't done that yet. No, I know, I know. Um, so the next bad team that I want to pitch you. Um, so it's you a bit... You only get one more. You only get one more out of this. I'm only allowed one more, am I? Yeah. Okay. So the team that I want to pitch you is uh, a team who basically, again, haven't fulfilled their uh, their needs. And it, it's it's kind of a... It, it's kind of a, a bit of a reach considering where they and how they finished last season. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Cincinnati Bengals... Now, okay, hear yeah, out. hear me out. All right. They need defensive. They, they need help at, uh, at cornerback, defensive back, yes. and they picked up three safeties. I'm nothing, no problem with that. Well, you, Cam Taylor is basically a cornerback. Okay, he he's listed as a safety, and you picked him up from the second round as a safety. So whatever, mm-hmm. if you want mm-hmm. to convert a guy who's in the second round from being a safety to being a cornerback, best of carry on. Um, but they also haven't. I, I expect them to pick up a linebacker, whether it be an outside rush or whether it be um, someone to sit in the interior and really help strengthen it. And they didn't do that. Mm. Um, now the other thing as well is is that interior offensive line. It still feels like they should have brought in some depth. So whether it be, I know they brought in um, was it the fourth or fifth round tackle, um, yeah. but. There's no help on the interior, whether it Cordell be Volson whether, from North Dakota yeah, State, whether, whether it be a guard. It just is you, you kind of came out going, So you don't want an interior defensive lineman and you don't want a defensive back. Okay. It doesn't feel like they've improved. It doesn't feel like they've addressed their needs. I still think they're a very good team, you know, as it as witnessed by the Super Bowl. I just, yeah. and as mentioned, this isn't about the players they've picked being bad because I think Daxton Hill's a decent player, nice. especially picking him at 31. Probably Good the player. best safety in the class. I mean, I know, I know your feelings on that, so I'm not going to go into it too much. Um, <laughs> he's taking the 31. Uh, he's a first round pick. 
Yeah, yeah. No, I, I think he's a good player. I think mm. he's a very good player. And considering they were they picked basically one in each round, apart from I think they missed on a sixth or seventh one of the two. The uh, sixth pick. Yeah. Yeah, so they mixed missed on the sixth. Then it was just they one moved. Pick that's moving up for Cam Taylor Britt. They gave up two oh nine. Yeah. Um, but they picked the guys that they wanted. Um, and they they just sat there and did, didn't do a huge amount more. So fair play to them. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just are they any better than they were the day before they went in? Doesn't feel like it. Well, if you just take Dax Hill, then yes. The rest of them, I, I could, I can see where you're coming from there because it's fairly uh, uninspiring. The rest yeah, of their picks. I don't think there will be many Bengals fans who come out of it going, "Yeah, we nailed that." Mm, mm-hmm. I'm not sure, but but they had a good free agency. So they, well, they um, had an amazing free agency. Yeah, yeah, so they, they had, had a good free line. agency. Um, and if they can hit on sort of two or three of those guys, then then brilliant. But. Dale Collins, Alex Kappa, Ted Karras. Oh, I mean, I mean the guys that they drafted. If they could, if they can hit on a couple of those, then I think they're laughing. But the the problem is, I I'm just not necessarily sure um, that they that they've now got depth. A couple of injuries in that Bengals team and it destroys them. Yeah, I mean, the funny thing was that they their safeties are actually really good. Von Bell and Jesse Bates uh, are not the problem for their that secondary. It's the two uh, cornerbacks in Shadobia Wuzier, and then even more so Eli Apple. They um, re-signed Eli Apple. I, thought, I heard that they were in talks to do so, but I don't know if he's actually re-signed yet because his mm, contract was up. Yeah, but Jadobi Awuzie is is fine, but he's a you know he's a corner three. He's not a guy you want to be starting. No, um, and that's not a criticism. I feel like that's a fact. Uh, you know, it, uninspiring is the way I would call it. I don't think it's bad. There are some still some good players in there. I'm not saying they're bad players. I'm just saying yeah, you're right. It's just like there's no massive names there that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to be Mr. Sunshine one more time and I'm going to pick out a team that I think really did well in this draft. Um, and that is the Philadelphia Eagles. <laughs> Billy Sai would be happy to hear this. They had five picks in this draft and they also traded uh, in the first round. So they moved up uh, originally to get Jordan Davis, number 13 overall. Absolute beast at defensive tackle. The heir apparent to Fletcher Cox. So the uh, the perfect place for him to go to. And then they traded with the Titans for the 18th and 101st overall picks to take AJ Brown from Tennessee. They then agreed to a four year, hundred million dollar contract with the Eagles that includes 57 million guaranteed. That is a tidy bit of business there as well. So if you look at your first round and you've taken Jordan Davis and AJ Brown, you are happy no matter what else they've done on day two and three, but they still did really well in day two and three. So they, you're talking about, covering uh, areas of need so cam jurgens the center from nebraska it's in the nebraska center let's face it jason kelsey is back for one year but brandon brooks has retired as well this is future proofing the, the middle of that line uh nicobe dean the guy don't that everyone was talking talk about me. fell to round three don't don't even talk to me about Georgia. dean I... <laughs> you, you're not happy about this no 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 nicobe dean this is so let, let me can i just I want to. I want to go on a tangent a bit. So sorry to interrupt oh, no. you a bit. No, no, no. But Not I want to go on a tangent, tangent a little bit. Bear with go me. On, quickly. <laughs> there was there was this thing on Twitter which said um, uh, it was doing analytics. So it took like the top fifty drafts basically, yeah. and it came up with an average position, average pick position for each player. Okay, uh-huh. throughout the top two hundred fifty players, and then it looked at whether you got the best value. Mm-hmm. So if you picked a player at nine and his best and his average was one, then you got minus eight, which gave you good value. Okay. Or plus eight, whichever it'll go. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I'm struggling, but carry and, on. <laughs> yeah. And the Eagles were classified as having a really bad draft. Okay. okay. Right. Now, let me let me put this by. One of the reasons was because one of the guys they picked later on, one of the linebackers they uh, well, linebacker or the tight end they picked later on, he was dry, he was supposed to go in round five, early round five. So he was negative fifty picks. Okay, and that completely negated the Nicobe Dean. Basically, <laughs> yeah, it's ridiculous. It's completely stupid. ridiculous. Ridiculous. PFF analytics yeah, yeah. kind of stuff going on there. Nons- absolute nonsense. And the center they picked, they overdrafted apparently by about 20 places. So that's oh. going end of the f- end of the second round, rather the middle second round. It's completely nonsense. So this headline coming out was um, that the Eagles have overdrafted basically 
Now, I'm not being funny. And th- the reason I went on this was purely because of the Eagles. Nicobe Dean might turn out to be the steal of the past five years of drafting. And that don't say that likely. He is phenomenal. Mm. Absolutely phenomenal. The interior, sorry, not the interior, the middle of their field is stacked, quite frankly, right now. Yeah. The Eagles on the defensive side of the ball might just be special might just be phenomenal to watch mm-hmm. yeah and i haven't talked about that. kyron johnson who they picked up in around six he is sideline to sideline speed um a linebacker he runs a four four forty. loves attacking the quarterback might not be um best in in run stopping but in terms of just like getting across the field he is quick and then like said, the tight end in round six grant calcetera uh, grant calcetera I got that name every other time. Um, he did the reason I think I don't know whether to the overdraft because he briefly retired his college career due to concussions, mm. but then came back and was great. So uh, another. So he would have been. He would have been. It. He would have been the pick who they uh, they thought was going to go uh, in the seventh or whatever it was, and they thought they'd overdrafted him, him or something. And, Maybe because I mean, of the injury to, concerns. Yeah, but to say that oh, well, you picked up a player, you know. Was their last pick. overall who should have gone second um, <laughs> has the same impact as you picking up someone in, at the beginning of the third round when they should have mm-hmm. gone at the end or something. Mm-hmm. It's complete nonsense. So a lot of, I mean, I'm not being funny, but that e- that tweet had like 120,000 retweets and likes and stuff like that. It went properly viral. Oh, People looked at that and went, oh, the Eagles have really stunned it. Oh, they, oh, no, dear. no, please don't. Look don't at the players. Look at the players yeah. they've taken. Look at the needs they've filled. Uh, I think they've had an absolutely awesome draft. Jordan um, Davis next next year. By the, this time next year, we might be saying he didn't have an enormous impact next this year, and there's nothing wrong with that, and that's no. fine because they've essentially got a guy who they can run and run and run the legs off, mm-hmm. and you know keep him for you know, when when you need him. You've got to go on a one year deal. Fletcher Cox, use Fletcher Cox. Bring Jordan Davis in to learn the game, learn the intricacies of play calling because that's what he's going to need to do. Yeah, he's going to be your interior defensive play caller. So let him learn that. So it doesn't matter if he has a, a, as a, you know one year that he's a bit quiet. You know you, he he needs to learn to be an NFL play caller, and that's exactly what he's going to be. That's going to help having the Kobe Dean there with him. Obviously, Georgia teammates. We talked yeah. about Georgia before the draft. That is the team. That was the defensive unit that was most sought after. And the Eagles got two of them and got one of them in the third round. So, mm. yeah, very, very good draft imagine, for the Eagles. Imagine, imagine Jim, being Daniel Jones. And twice, twice a season, you have to play against this interior of the Eagles. <laughs> twice a season, you have to play against Washington. And say what you like about Washington, their defense Whoa. And twice a season yep. you have to play against Micah Parsons and the pass rush from I think my Pans neck's Tower. hurting. I think I can feel my neck twinging oh, quite a bit. Hang on. What's that? Who's that behind me? I can hear footsteps. <laughs> <laughs> good luck. Yeah. Good, good luck, Giants. Yeah. So uh <laughs> I think that that will do for our review, I guess, then Dave, for for some of the teams that smashed and some of the ones that didn't quite do as well as they should have done. Um mm. but if we didn't mention your team you probably had a fairly decent draft. Um, there's going to be at least a couple of players you can hang your hat on and go, yeah, we did well there picking up that player. And, it, and even the ones lower down, have a look into them, you know, research them because chances are with the, the, the talent that was in this class, you'd actually be more happy than you, you think. One of the problems with naming all of the teams is a lot of teams you didn't have picks until later on. So like the 49ers, mm-hmm. for example, mm-hmm. didn't pick until late second round. Dolphins um, had like four picks total and they yeah, didn't draft until the, the, the third simple- round either. Simple reason for all of this is because there was, you know, so many teams you've had multiple first round picks that kind of nullifies a lot of other teams. There's so many teams who didn't pick until round two, round three, round four. Mm. Um, so because you've got the Jets who had, what did they end up with? Seven first round picks. Something stupid. <laughs> three. No, they ended up picking three, three first rounders. New Orleans had three. Giants had three. So there's by definition, you're gonna have a lot of teams who just didn't pick in the first round, and some of them didn't even pick in the second round. Mm. Um, when what about what was the Rams? The Rams didn't pick until sort of round three or four, I think it was. It was you no, know, because we took their second and their third away from them, so they wouldn't have picked until round four. So that was a Von Miller trade. Yeah, the first pick was 104 in the third round, Logan Bruss, Garden, yeah. Wisconsin. 
fourth, fifth, two sixths, and three sevenths. Bloody hell. But they're they, all they famous. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're all, there all, to all famous. And they'll all win bloody Super Bowls as well. well um, yeah. They ended up with more picks than like the Dolphins. So, you know, despite the, the team that says F the picks, they still had a lot of draft picks in the end. Yeah, but I mean, five of them were round six onwards. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> What they've done, what they've done is they've basically gone in the in the paddling pool and gone, yeah, I can swim, and then jumped in the Pacific Ocean and gone, this isn't the same. <laughs> they, they have literally gone deep. Let's leave with that with his hair. So no, I don't, I don't believe that at all. Um, that is our that's our review then of the uh, the highs and lows of this uh, NFL draft. We're going to be back next week when we get Punk with us for one last pod before our summer break uh, to kind of recap the entire season. And to obviously rip him for being a Raiders fan. So if you can, <laughs> guys, make sure you still follow us on social medias. Thank you to everyone that's been there. Support us on the Patreon. We love you the most. And uh, until next week, I've been Jim. That's been Never Dave. And thank you very much for listening. Oh, breaking news on NFL.com. Um, the Raiders have officially got the highest rated offer. No, I'm not joking. <laughs>